Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique, music development, and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi everyone, this is Jen Flem and Cheryl Perry with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us. Today we're talking college and how we get our kids on a successful path. With us is Dr. Charlotte Clar of Clar College Consulting. Dr. Clar is a certified educational planner with 20 plus years of experience. She's one of the nation's top college consultants and has led hundreds of students to college success. So thanks for joining us, Charlotte. Thanks for having me. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and then we'll get started. My business began 25, 26 years ago in Massachusetts. And um, I, when I, right after I had started the process with my own daughters, and I thought, this is a great thing for a teacher to do. So I stopped teaching, spent a year researching the industry, and started my practice in Massachusetts in Central Mass. And that business I sold in 2004 and started Clark College Consulting in Maryland when we moved down there. And uh, that was successful. And uh, then we moved to South Carolina. And now I'm based in Fort Mill. Most of my clients are virtual. Um, I see clients from St. Thomas to Maine, from Rochester, New York to D.C. It's pretty much the East Coast. Nice. But I get a special charge when I'm seeing kids face to face. And that's my Charlotte and Fort Mill Right. students. And you've got a lot of experience under your belt. That's nice. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Like what, at what age or what grade should we start thinking about the college process? Parents should start thinking about it in middle school, um, but not talk to their kids about it yet. Right. So they should start talking about it from the standpoint of how are we going to pay for this? And what are we going to do? How are we going to direct our child? You know, most, most parents create a college going uh, atmosphere in their homes. Right. Uh, they, you know, the kid knows that the next step after high school is college or some other kind of, of post-secondary training. Um, the families that, that don't do that are usually first-generation families or families um, with low socioeconomics mm -hmm. who think that they can't afford to do that. But they should also give their kids that that push to the there is right. something beyond this and we'll figure it out um, and it, it works and then then start talking you know when when you when your student starts high school make sure that four-year plan has some flexibility in it and it has some depth to it and let your kid stretch and try to stretch not in all classes but if they've got a particular facility in math, let them try the advanced in the AP math or the honors. And right. if they don't make it, then then drop back. How much do you think you should push, like if they're not placed in those classes by faculty, how much should you push back to faculty to get them in those classes? It depends on if what you see at home. Mm -hmm. Is it that the student is really not putting any effort into the class that caused them not to be placed? 
or and that's a parenting issue. I also do parenting classes. That's another thing I do. Um, <laughs> we but, all need that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and but but if if it's a case that the student has had a tutor and has really is really confused, then don't put, put, push back. Right. You know. But I feel like a lot of the teachers are pretty. They're pretty good at. They are. They they know probably better than we, the parents, at what the students are capable of taking on. Correct. Ish. In ninety percent of the cases, yes. Okay. Uh, sometimes, and parents can judge the the quality of the teacher they have. And you know, is there a personality issue between that teacher and your right. you know yeah your student, or um, is your student nasty to the teacher? <laughs> you know. I also think it's kind of the time of year. Like we had this happen to us um, with a, my middle schooler. He was in algebra, and the teacher said. He sh- at the very beginning of the year, he wasn't doing that well, and she said he shouldn't be in algebra, and we pushed to keep him in, and he's doing great in algebra. Right. Like she didn't know him as a student yet, and that's not her fault. She's you know looking at the test scores and all that. He just needed a little extra push. So I think as a parent, sometimes it's hard to know, is this when I push? Is this when I don't? Like Is this when I question the teacher or not? So I think it's just almost like a case-by-case basis. Where... And, and I agree with that, and mm-hmm. I, I usually tell my parents, follow your gut, Yeah. because yeah. your gut's probably and right. And it's easier on the the second kid on the first kid it's I you don't know, have much gut to follow kid. i made yeah. so many mistakes my second, with my so first sorry, kid. i know i know yeah so. well so going along these lines like every so sometimes our students don't realize starting in eighth grade if you're in these high school level classes already that every without putting too much pressure on them every school year every grade matters and that's really scary, but so true, especially coming out of Mecklenburg County, where you know we're going to go into that in a little bit. But yep. how do we how do we how do we break through to them? I think that the parent is not the person who's going to be able to break through to them. Right. Um, somebody from the outside, somebody like me, or, or a tutor, or a, a favorite somebody. Right. Who sits with them? You know, take them to a take them to a workshop or a seminar where somebody's talking about college planning. Um, you know, I, I give them all the time, and they're free. Bring your kid. The kid's going to be kicking and screaming, saying, I don't need this, and it's too too soon. But in spite of the crossed arms and the size, they're listening. So they, yeah. they, they're, you know, you got to plant the seeds. And and um, the one thing that, that kids need to understand in, in particular, the, the colleges look at trends. So if they have a hard transition year in freshman year of high school and then they get a little better in sophomore year and then a little better than that in junior year and in the meantime they're increasing the rigor of their curriculum as mm-hmm. they go forward, that's what colleges are looking for. And now a kid who comes into high school and is banged up great uh, freshman year and then starts going downhill, colleges don't want people who have stopped learning. They want people who are still mm-hmm. intellectually curious. Right. And and who who move along that track, the key with kids is don't get in trouble. Right. Yeah. Well, know. there's no room for error, and that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. just a sad state of our higher education in our country today. But there is no room for error. If you know, depending on and which we'll go into creating your college lists. Sometimes those lists are a little too too high. Too aggressive. Some, yep. Um, but even in state lists. It's hard here. It's 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 a very you have a, a North Carolina has a fabulous system, just like Virginia does, and mm-hmm. and you know when you live in a state like that um, where everybody's got to be, you know, Perfect. and almost Ivy, 
mm-hmm. for the public schools, yeah. it's tough. It makes it hard. It yeah. makes I mean, it, it's true. Getting into Chapel Hill is like Ivy well, League candidates. Well, it, because it is a public Ivy, just mm-hmm. like Michigan and UVA mm-hmm. and, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, build that um, understanding in our kids that this is not a free ride. Right. You have to make sure your kid understands how much you are willing or able to support them in financially in the process. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do that in freshman year, but I would maybe the end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year, so that the student can have some realistic input. And I am not at all adverse to having parents who say, uh, you have to have a buy-in to your education, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Definitely. I don't now, think that's bad Freshman at all. year, they start taking PSATs in high school. How important is it to prepare for, is it important to prepare as a freshman for PSATs? And And PACT. You're probably not going to like what I have to say, but I don't think a PSAT in freshman year says anything, Mm -hmm. except the child has had one month of high school and we're giving them a test that has material that they haven't covered. Yeah. So they get this number and they look at it and they think I'm stupid. Right. So that's now implanted. And then you take it again in sophomore year, which also doesn't mean anything. And, oh, I'm a little smarter, but not much. Again, you've now had one year and one month of, of or high school. Or not. Or maybe you're not smarter. You know, maybe you go, well, maybe you go the other way. Yeah. Because, the, because the college board, in its infinite wisdom, keeps screwing up. They screwed up this last October PSAT. The scores that came out are, you know, again, a mess. Um, oh, good. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean again? A mess? I don't. I didn't know there was a mess to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I'll send I didn't you either, the but articles. I like the sound of it. Yeah, I'll send you the articles uh, okay. that just recently came out. And we'll post There's, those on our website. Yeah, didn't I send it to you yesterday? I thought I did. Anyway, I you, you you pull that together. Uh, I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of the college board, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Notice. Um, PSATs. I feel like I shouldn't be either. <laughs> <laughs> PSATs are meant to be taken in 11th grade. Mm-hmm. Because you have had the, in theory, you have had the um, academic preparation to take that test. So when you get that test, the purpose of it is to um, to use the material that you get and find out what you got right, what you got wrong. What you got right is fine. What you got wrong, if they're, it's supposed to be analyzed mm-hmm. and tell you, oh, well, gee, this kid obviously has everything regarding fractions wrong or decimals right. wrong. Right, gives or, you something you know. to work on. So you're supposed to then take that and use it to learn the concepts that you didn't have before you take your SAT. Well, so many schools don't give them the book back or the kid gets the book and loses it and doesn't right, know what to right. do with it. Like, yeah. We have them? to give tell them what the purpose of this is and to use it. Now, you mentioned preparing for the PSAT. If there is ever any preparation for the PSAT, it should only be for the 11th grade PSAT Mm -hmm. and not for everybody. Only for those kids who are so high on on the bar that their 10th grade, if they took it, shows some indication that they're going to be in the national, you know, within a point or two of the National Merit Scholarship pool. Then prep them to get them. And what do you you need to be in that? It very changes every year, and every state has its own number. Okay. Okay. I think it's 224 in this year. Well, because the PSAT this year from the College Board, which is the first step for Mm -hmm. the number, I think they're thinking that it may come out to 224 in North Carolina, 223 in South Carolina. 
And then you have to do other steps to, you know, you have to take the SAT, get a certain score, you have to do some other things. Um, and, and, you know, the National Merit Scholarship Qualifying Test, which is what it is, um, once you go through all the hoops, you're not going to get a whole lot of money right. from it unless you're a, a, com yeah. a finalist or a commended student where some schools will give you, a, a you know, an, a, a lovely bump into their admissions mm -hmm. process. But there are other ways you can pay yeah. for it better. Okay. What about ACT versus SAT? You know, typically students will do better on one or the other. If you have that where they're not balanced, is it better just to submit one? Yes. Or, and you know, I don't know. Go talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, I've I've already exposed my bias against the the, PS, the college yeah. board and and the college board has over the last three years has had three or four tests and now the PSAT that that, that were not properly prepared not because they changed the company that used to make their tests right I'm a big fan of ACT now um, but I look at the PSAT and I have my kids take the mock uh, take a mock ACT. Right. And then I compare the scores and mm -hmm. there's a, you know, and I and if it's well, it's six of one, a half dozen of the other, I ask the kid what which test felt more comfortable to you. And that's the one we take. We take it twice. Um, officially it, twice. Officially saying. twice. Not practice right. tests. Yeah. And I don't want I don't want families should not be paying, you know, hundreds of uh, or thousands of dollars to take these tests. I had one kid come to me last year who, who took the SAT five times. Mm hmm. Well, it turns out he was a better ACT taker. Mm -hmm. He took it once and blew it out of the water. We never even submitted the five SATs. So oh, that would be annoying. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, luckily the family could afford it. But, you yeah. know, most of my families, because I don't work with that at high end all the time, yeah. can't afford it. Yeah. And How so much does it cost to take these tests? Like 100? I can't remember. I can't I remember either. You should know this. You paid for it. Like I don't pay for them. Like 100 bucks? 75 bucks? Some, something like that. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's but it ridiculous. does add up if you're taking it It does add up. And then the AP tests that they have to pay for. And then, you know, right. they keep pushing subject tests. But now there's, like, I think two schools in the country that take subject tests. Okay. So, you know, College Board is a you know, not, not for profit. Do you think it will <laughs> go away? Like, because there's been some talk in yeah. some of our earlier podcasts with our partners about some schools don't look at it. Of course, none of mine, none right. of the ones that we apply to. The bigger to. schools look at it, right? They, have, like, they, they have to have a They gauge. have to weed out. Yeah. Um, there are a little over 1,000 schools, and some of them very prestigious schools, who don't take who are test optional, mm -hmm. who are truly test optional. Isn't Wake Forest one, or are they Wake becoming Forest is one? one? Okay. Yeah. Um, like and they that. also that's have... That's so cool. Yeah. That's where we need to apply all tests. Unless you've got a really good test taker and not a good essay writer. Yeah. You know, it just yeah, depends yeah, on yeah, what true. your kid... Like, if your kid is great right. at test taking, you don't want that. Yeah, true. true. The, um, the, the test optional and test flexible schools are, are my favorites for kids, and I like to include a few of them on every list if we can, mm -hmm. um, depending on what the other parameters that the student, student has. Um, it is very important, I think, for students to know that this test is not going to kill them, that it's not, you know, uh, we build it up so much for them. We start with building up the state tests in, you know, my... My, my third grade granddaughter came out and said, oh, we're taking t state tests. And she was all, right. she's in third exactly. grade, for God's mm -hmm. sakes. Why are, you, why are we doing this? And, you know, then when they get up to this major test, it's like 
you know, their life depends on it. It is scary. And it shouldn't be because them, them, we're building test anxiety in kids that we don't yeah. have. But they're building it amongst themselves. Like, oh yeah, it's not even from us. Um, it's really their peers. That that anxiety level is set in middle school when you're not on that math track or whatever. You know, it's. I think it's all of it. I think it's. The whole parents, process parents talking crazy. start talking college in eighth grade and yeah. then all the kids are talking about it because the parents it's like everybody is involved yeah. it's not yeah how do you work with and I hope I get this question right I don't know if I'll verbalize it right but do you work or do you see a trend for like when I was going to college it was not like pie in the sky like you can pick anywhere like where's your best fit you know I had to stay parameters. in state or yeah. like there were parameters I feel like these days it's you got to find your best fit, and you. There's a college for everyone. There's a college for everyone, no matter what. And I don't, I don't think that's very realistic. Like, do you find that most of your clients are like that, or aren't, or like, what do you think the trend is these days? The, there is a best fit, mm-hmm. and and there, but there's more than one. You know, when we say best fit, everybody thinks, oh, there's only one school for me, but there are best fit schools within every state for every Mm -hmm. student. So if your parameter is, I need to stay within three hours of home, and these are my, this is my GPA, and these are my test scores, and this is what, you know, what we can afford to pay, and so on, you find the best fit from among that group of schools. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's... So you can really narrow it down and still get the student to be excited about it and because you know yeah and sometimes what what people don't realize is sometimes if you have a very accomplished student and I'm not talking about you know 4.0 GPA you know you've got somebody who's got a 375 unweighted GPA and my I always start with the unweighted GPA or or a 3.6 unweighted GPA there are many schools that are going to want that kid on their on their track and um so they are the private school has the money to give you a discounted tuition or mm-hmm. you know a merit scholarships that's substantial that's free money. Right. Sometimes it comes out where that's cheaper than the public the private. Yeah, which is so interesting. The public the merit. Yeah. we have to put it, that it, disclaimer. You, yeah, have, they have student, to. It's like another layer to the process that yeah. you have to start thinking about. Like you can't discount. Average student does not get merit. Yeah. you know, so it's like well. Not, it depends not on either. the school. It depends on the school because a lot of schools use those merit scholarships for as discounted tuition. Right. Now, I've seen a trend lately uh, in the past couple of years. It started by, I believe, Drew University in Madison, New Jersey, who said, we're not going to play that game anymore. They did a 20% cut to their So that their, everyone their could have the opportunity. So that published tuition. Published tuition mm. so that people weren't looking and saying, oh, God, that's sticker price. I can't afford it. So they were, they're having a yeah. sale. Yeah, it's forever. Good. It's a forever sale, and then other a few other schools followed suit. Not as many as I would like. Yeah, but interesting. Um, so, how important are college visits and interviews? Like, how do you need an interview? To I, I, we didn't need interviews on my first. So you I'm only just... need interviews for schools that require them. Like MIT requires them. Some of the Ivies will require them, but they'll only invite you to interview if they want you. Okay. Okay. Interviews are not so a that's big more part of the for process. Like Ivy stuff. Okay. Right. Clearly, um, why I don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Um, okay. Good. I didn't miss. That. I didn't mess that up. Miss yeah, that I didn't one. Miss you know. the interview. But college visits are very important, and because of what's called demonstrated interest. If you live within 400, 500 miles of a school and you're applying and you haven't bothered to take the couple hours to visit, 
they're going to assume that you're going someplace else so they won't, quote unquote, waste an acceptance on you because it affects their U.S. News and World Report rankings. If it was up to me, the rankings would be illegal because they don't really show anything. Mm -hmm. What does show good quality education is uh, the National Survey of Student Engagement. That Lloyd Thacker put that out a few years ago, and it comes out every year. And it's the, the demographics that, um, or the statistics that, that really show what's going on in the classroom for the student. I mean, who stays, who goes, um, you know, what kind of GPAs are kids coming out with? It's talking about students, mm-hmm. okay? And, um, you know, everybody looks at, you know, my, when kids come to me in sophomore year, the first thing they say is, I want a big school with lots of school spirit lots and of I football, football and yeah, basketball. all of that kind yeah. of stuff. And, and you know, I nod and, you know, then the list comes down. And and then by the time they're, they're um, in the beginning of senior year, it's, well, you know, maybe I don't want to be that far away from home. And yeah. maybe, I, you mm-hmm. know, and when I tell parents that that's going to happen, they go, oh, no, no. He, he knows exactly what he wants. No, he doesn't because he doesn't know who he's going to be in six months or a year. Right. I hardly know what I want. Like, yeah, I, yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm in my sixth career. I think they're so influenced by the people yeah. ahead of them who go that they're sometimes they're – and oftentimes they – they can make a blanket statement like, I don't want to go to that school, and they haven't even stepped foot on it. Or, right. you know, so I I feel like the social media influence, their peers and siblings ahead. And I've had kids come in to me and say, I won't go to school in Ohio or Connecticut. Really? Have you ever been to Ohio or Connecticut? No, but I know I don't want to go there. Yeah. It's so, yeah. And other intelligence statements. They're so statements. young and immature. We need exactly. to break down those barriers. And and that's what a, that's what a good ethical college consultant will do is say right. let let's let's do some virtual tours let's mm-hmm. let's look you research this school because other than the fact that you don't like the state it's in it has yeah. everything you want well and talk about your you have i can't remember the the official title of it but you have software that your students take to help them figure out their strengths and weaknesses and get, and that helps assess the school yeah. fits that they should look at. When I start with, with my students, I give them the, you know, the Myers-Briggs um, type indicator and mm-hmm. I give them the strong interest inventory and, uh, and I generate a report that puts the two together so that they will see what kind of work environment would fit them from a personality standpoint mm-hmm. and from an academic interest standpoint. What kind of campuses, campus clubs or internships they should look for to expose themselves to careers that they had not previously considered. And, and you know, career planning is conversation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a list of 10 things and, you know, the first one on the list says you have to be a florist. I'm getting a lot of those lately. A florist? And, a florist. Oh. And I say to them, well, that doesn't mean you have to be a florist. What kind of person is a florist? Well, they're artistic. Mm-hmm. They have good people skills. They have a good business sense. They're organized. So, what other what other jobs can you do with those criteria? With those yeah. And yeah. then you walk through that. And I give it to the student. Teenagers are the most self involved people on earth, but they're not the most self aware. The purpose of giving them this is to give me some information about the student that I'm getting subliminally, but also to give the students something to think about. Yeah. And to have them develop some self-awareness through the process. When a family hires me, they usually have me for about 18 months. If they take, you know, if, like my class of 2021 is coming in now, they'll have me until graduation. Mm-hmm. In, so they typically know, hire you junior year? Is yeah. that Okay. Yeah. Like beginning of junior year or end of junior Like second semester or first? 
beginning of junior year, but it doesn't really kick off until like now, second semester. Second semester, okay. Because that's when the list gets put together. Because I, I want to see five full semesters of academic work. I want to see the PSAT. I want to see a mock ACT. I want this the career testing done. And I want to put that all together to get a picture of the student before I give them a list. And what okay. I do is I take the 4,000 colleges, four-year institutions in the country, and bring them down to 15 schools. Five reach, five target, five likely. And I tell the student, okay, now it's your turn. Over the next couple of months, I want you to be researching each of these schools. And I have a, a platform um, that I use for client management that my parents and my kids have access to. And all they have to do is click the name of the college, mm -hmm. and they can get on the college website. They can see what all the, the relevant um, uh, other, you know, college prowler and all mm -hmm. those. They can do a virtual tour. They see the FISC's guide right up so it's all there the financial pieces there it's all there for them to do easily and then i asked them to put together a list from that telling their parents these are the schools i want to see that yeah. you want to go visit right and then they go yeah. visit the schools and sometimes that says to them wow well the parameters i gave dr clara don't make me happy so then call me because that's a, that list is a living document right so we take off the schools that don't fit we right. maybe add some more the idea is to get down to eight to ten schools that you're going to file actual applications to, and I, I want that done by the time they start senior year in mm -hmm. August. Do you do um, any sort of like boot camp, like application boot camp or something for kids? That I do. Mm -hmm. I, uh, matter of fact, I'm having um, you know, right after the sec second week in Jul June, I'm doing one in Fort Mill. Okay. And I'll probably be doing and one we'll in July in Charlotte, yeah. uh, you know. In the notes. Uh, yeah, but uh, the um, for my clients, they're welcome. We do that privately, but if they want to come in and do it with other kids, that's oh, so fine. it's kind of a separate thing. The boot yes. camp is a la carte; like you can do the that if you're not one of your clients. For, if you're not, if you're not yeah. one of my comprehensive clients, it helps clients. get your applications done. Because I have heard if you don't get it done by the time senior year starts, it's just it's well, very difficult. Because senior year curriculum first semester crazy. is hard. Yeah. Yeah. So what I have them do is in my boot camp, they'll finish the common app. Mm -hmm. They will complete and go back and forth with me on the primary essay. They'll have their resume done or the activities portion of the Common App, which is a whole other thing. Which they should be doing all along, but no one ever does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, you know, so they walk out and they've got this ready. Uh -huh. They just have they to have something tangible. In. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, quickly the um, essay top. Like, how do you sift through and help them? stand out and be able to articulate that in words. And a lot, of, you know, each school has different word count. Like, how do you sift through that? Having been through this, you know what this is like. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, <laughs> trying to help everyone else. <laughs> this primary essay, um, I have my kids not write to the prompts. Because if you read all the prompts, whether it's the Common Application, the Coalition App, the individual school applications, they all say the same thing. Who are you? And how right. did you get to be who you are? Right. So I have them write to that. And we do a long brainstorming time, you know, piece and where I'm, I'm sitting with the student one-on-one. -on -one. I do not allow parents in this meeting because that just screws it up. And, you know. And we screw everything up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not I everything. I can see myself screwing it. Totally. Uh, because, because, you know, there's always, you know, mom is always saying, well, tell them about your trip to Italy. Or, you know, tell You're them so about special. your. You're Africa. Know, saving time. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, some of those trips only prove that the parents have the money to send to them. shell it out. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that doesn't tell Please the Please tell me money. the admissions people see through that. 
please tell me that. They do. They really do? Yeah, and they tell us, you know, unless that's been a, a severe life changer, don't write about it. Okay, Because it just makes me angry because you've got more money than I do. Right. You know, okay, kind of good. Not um, even from the the point of view of they'll be able to pay tuition full price? There's well, that's a different. That's yeah. a different. That's a different <laughs> that's piece. Like, we've got. Yeah. Yeah, that's the different piece. Saving Darfur helps. You know, yes, it helps a little. <laughs> but you know, some of the best essays I've had are the most insightful, and they have to be conversational. They shouldn't be stilted in using words that the kid wouldn't use in conversation. Okay, that's it's got to be very simple. They should all be bloggers. They should. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, and and you know, sometimes. And this happens um, frequently with some of the demographics that I use that I work with. Um, the essay will be finished, and it'll be you know everything I said it was going to be, and then it should be, and then mom will look at it and say, "Oh no, we don't have enough in there about this, that, and the other thing." And mom will work on it. But the word count is low. I mean, we're writers by nature. Yeah, you'd be surprised at how short the. Like how quickly you come up with 500 words and you run out. Oh, 500 is nothing. nothing. It's two pages yeah. double spaced yeah. in Times New. Like they, they, they agonize over it. I'm like, it's really like a, the shortest blog ever. Yeah, let's fluff this up a little. Yeah. <laughs> you can that. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. So it's good to know that um, the admissions people see through some of the noise. They yeah. can sift through it quickly. But, I mean, the bottom line, they're still – there's still a number, you know, there's a 10% or top 10%, and there's there's a lot of strategy, especially coming out of our county. Our, we're the biggest, and yep. it's, it's difficult mm -hmm. here. Um, so we're glad to have you here and Thank glad you. that you're available to our readers. And um, so Smarties, you can find Charlotte on Dr. Clark on cclarklaar.com, which we will link in the notes, and on Facebook, Clar. College Consulting LLC, which we will also link in the notes. And you can always find us daily on charlottesmartypants.com and on Facebook and Instagram at charlottesmartypants and Twitter at charlottesmarty. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottesstarroom.com.